The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Snap to Fields, steps up, now he's just got to launch. It's going to be a Hail Mary coming to the near side. Launches into the end zone, middle of the end zone, passes batted around, and it oh. is intercepted by Cleveland. I thought for a second that Mooney Darnell had it in his in I his thought he caught it. And then he kicked it up in the air. Unbelievable. Cleveland's going to win the game. Darnell had it, kicked it up in the air. And recovering it in the air was DeAnthony Bell, and it's a 20-17 Cleveland win. A crusher for the Bears. That close. I mean, that, he had it in his hands. How, how tough is that? Like, Mooney tried to sell to us, and I love Mooney. But I, well, just, you're sitting on the ground, and he kind of tipped the ball back to himself with his right hand. Ball didn't just come down and hit him in the chest. He tipped it into his chest, but it was right there. No, look, yeah, I mean, is it? it, You got to make the play. I mean, you you just you do. Think he'd tell you I got to make the play? It's not the easiest catch in the world because it's frenetic. It's 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 a spastic play. But when you when you have an opportunity to make a play, that's what separates. You know. The good from the very good or the good from the average is the ability to make a play like that. He didn't he didn't really own it. Like I didn't love his his approach rough. after the game. He said, Did you see he had his phone in his hand? I did not see and that. And he said that he's getting killed on social media. Yeah. Like people were pissed at him. Um but but like it would have been a way to bail to get bail out the bears. Like it, it should not have come down to that, but still absolutely like it's a funny conversation because it would have been the deodorant on a whole lot of stink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like that you would have been able to deodorize a whole lot of bad. Like the entire performance from the team, not just the defense, but the offense as well, because they did nothing in the fourth quarter. Nor did the defense. So that would have been the ultimate deodorant. But it wouldn't have, I mean, it, it, it would have changed how everybody felt because at this point, then instead of five and nine, you'd be six and eight and you'd definitely still be in the hunt. And we'd, it, be, we'd be going crazy and we'd say, look, they, yeah. they, they gave it up again, but still you came away with a win. Um, do you remember 01, the 01 game against Cleveland? It was another one of the Mike Brown games. I forget. It was, and I just watched the highlights again today because they were coming up because it was against the Browns. Um, the Bears were trailing by two scores late. I think it was 21-7. Marty Booker scores a touchdown. Uh, they get the extra point. there. It's down to seven with like 40-some seconds left. Onside kick for the Bears is at Soldier Field. And remember, this is the week after they miraculously beat the 49ers. On the Mike Brown walk-off touchdown. So they just they had won on an interception by Mike Brown the week before in overtime. Right. And uh, so they're down two touchdowns. Booker scores, extra point. Onside kick with 30 seconds left. They recover. Shane Matthews then uh, throws the Hail Mary 
right at the gun, and it is James Allen off the the carom with a miraculous diving catch. I I do remember that. It, and it and it, it it's nearly identical where it bounces off of someone and he dives yeah. and he pulls it in, and then the Bears get the extra point. They go three and out on offense in overtime, and then Mike Brown off of Tim Couch gets it. Someone bats the ball at the line of scrimmage. Miracle. And Mike Brown runs it in for the back-to-back scores and runs it in for a touchdown. And then this is sort of like the game that they get their revenge 20-some years later. Yes. 22 years later, is it? It's been a long time. Yeah. But that, I mean... It would have been, again, the ultimate deodorant for a whole lot of fourth-quarter stinkage. Do you want to hear Adam Schefter on Pat McAfee? Yeah. This is what I was alluding to. Uh, Matt Eberflus, uh, what's the latest on his job situation? Uh, I think we all believe that this was the final nail in the coffin. Again, with the um, Meller lingo. Can we stop with the death references, Meller? Did not kill anybody. I thought Sylvie was going to say coffin. He said cardigan. cardigan. So this is uh, Shafty about uh, Eberflus's future. Start off in Chicago, right? Because there have been some people speculating on the future of Matt Eberflus. Justin Fields is one of the biggest questions of this offseason. And what the Bears are going to do with what we think will be the number one overall pick that they own from the Carolina Panthers. And do they use that pick on a quarterback? Do they go and trade that pick for more picks? What do they do with that pick? Um, and that obviously will impact Justin Fields. And there might be a team out there, if the Bears decide to go draft a quarterback, that is not going to have access to go get the quarterback it wants. So then Justin Fields becomes a tradable item here where he becomes attractive for another team. That becomes interesting, what the Bears do with their head coach. Now, my understanding going into the weekend was that Eberflus, they had won two in a row. They had put together some strong performance. They played very well yesterday. They had a real chance to win that game in Cleveland. I think he's won some support here, uh, and I think that he's fighting to keep his job, and he's got a chance to save his job there in Chicago. And then the question becomes, what happens with the quarterback? That's Shefty. If you were in Vegas, where would you put the line? So the, it's the, a Christmas season. It's hard to talk about people losing their gigs, but this I mean, is reality. Are, like, like, it's reality. Look, it's reality. Look, it's better re- than talking re- about re- death look, the way look, that Meller was. Look, earlier. look, real people, real, real people lose are losing their jobs. Those are the. I get those it, are the tra- This guy's going to walk away with a three million it. dollar parachute. It doesn't. It doesn't well, make it any it worse does. to that sports. person. He's in. He's in. Okay. He's gonna I, a, I get it. Like, Nobody. When, you want to get when, fired? When people bring up the stuff about a coach losing his job, this is what they signed up for. I get this it. This is a transient life of a coach. Okay, it's still not fun. Okay, win more games, uh, and then we won't talk about you being he's not fired. Blow all these uh, end of the fourth quarter shocking. Of course, set the line. Like, uh, do you I'm, know how I, to set the line? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying like. Uh, I'm trying to. Is it a uh, minus? Uh, is it is it a big favorite? Is it a minus one seventy five? Yeah. Is it yeah. an underdog plus one thirty? No, 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 no. He is uh, like the the. It's it's like it's like minus two ten, that he is not the coach of the Bears. Okay. I would. What, what do you guys? Think? I think at least that. 
What would you put it at? I'd, I'd go minus 225. Somewhere between minus 200 and minus 225. It's just, again, it's the nature of the business. Not to be, you know, cold and calculated, but it's the nature of the business. It's the nature of any business. If you don't do well, that's, you know, I, you know me. I have a hard time when everyone says, well, sports is really, you know. No, it's, it's in every walk. If you don't do your job, regardless of what your, your, your job field is, if you don't meet the, the standard requirements, you're probably going to be searching for a new line of work or at the very least a new home for whatever it is you do. Think I think he'll, he'll be, be, he'll be he, I mean, listen, if for whatever reason they move on from him, he'll find a job. He'll be a linebacker's coach or a DC. Yes. I think he should, it should be like minus 300, minus 350 at least. You think so, that high? But no, no, I think it should be. The only thing, but I, I, listen, Jeff, this is the reason why I think that there is still, you know, the conversation about, uh, look, last year, everybody knew, nobody held it against him. Everyone knew what the process was. We're going to lose as many games, not intentionally, but we're going to strip this thing down to the studs and the natural. The reaction to that is, is we're going to lose a ton of games. So nobody held the three wins and 14 losses against the coach last year because of what they were doing. This year, it's different. As we all said, look, we understand we're going to be patient in 2022 and 2023. A lot of that patience goes out the window and everyone's going to be held. Everyone's going to be held more accountable. Um, With that said... It hasn't materialized in several ways that it, you would hope that it, it, it had. The reason why I think this is, is a different or it's not minus 325 is because these guys came in together and Ryan chose him. Right. If, there was, if they were on different tracks or different schedules, I think that it wouldn't even be much of a question. But because... Maybe if Kevin Warren wasn't here, he'd have a better shot of even staying then. Maybe so. And I don't know what their conversations are up at Hallis Hall, but the, these, there are things that have transpired over the course of the last... How many games have they played? 14? They, yeah, yeah, 14. They're 5-9 and nine now. I mean, just like you got to say, Listen, certain things aren't good enough. At every turn, and I, Sylvie, you put up the poll about what, what's yeah. been the most disappointing yeah, loss this year, right? Pull that up. And they've I'll, got, I'll go back to A. Well, My choice is A every time. And that's the thing, though. There's three historical meltdowns on your, your Twitter poll. And then there's the opener against your division rival at home. And you completely laid an egg. Yeah. And so, like, that set the tone of the season, it did for me, Jeff. It which, was. A, it's still to this point yes. the worst loss of the year from, Let, from my put perspective. A terrible taste in every Bears fan's mouth, and then that set the tone for the first four games, where you know the the, the Bucks game was a bad. You know uh, they the, the pick six by Fields, which they had a chance to win that one. The Chiefs, they were uncompetitive. They got blown. They got their doors blown off. The Broncos, the first historical loss that they authored earlier this season. You know, and so that's the worst to me. Yeah, it's that a, one that's a home game. They're coming off a 70-point uh, game against Miami. They were reeling 
uh, Russell Wilson, who knew about... They were underdogs in that game, weren't they? Also, were they? Were the Bears? Yes, at home against the Broncos. A team yes. that had and given up a, 70 the week before. They yes. were up three touchdowns late in the third quarter. They were up three touchdowns. And so then, even when they kind of get it, get the rig back on the road a little bit with a win over the Commanders and the Raiders, they're still like a losing football team record-wise. They beat the worst team in the league, the Panthers, to get them to three. And then again, when they've got a chance to kind of show you, okay, we can get this thing turned around. The beginning of the season, it's in the past. No, they blow another loss to the Lions. And then when you try and say, okay, well, they got, they beat the Lions uh, last week. Right. Maybe they're turning it around. No, right. again, another historical loss. And, and every best, turn. This is the best version of themselves is this game, right? That it, it's, it's when they've matured the most. They should have learned from those past defeats and when they should have learned how to finish, and yet they still don't. The five quarterbacks you've beaten this year are Hal Hoyer, Young, Dobbs, and Goff. Mm. And Goff was in your building where you match up well against him, and it's not a controlled environment. 35% of you have voted that the worst game for the Bears is the opener against the Packers. That's where I voted. 22.5% are with me with the Broncos choke. 22.7% with the Lions choke. 199 with the latest choke against the Browns. I voted. To, I thought the first game of the season just set the tone in so many bad ways. The the Packers are the youngest team in the National Football League. Yeah, and they came into they your building, came into your building, and and basically ran you out of your own building when right. we were trying to reestablish ourselves as a team to to have to deal with in the NFC North. Here's Think about it, Sylvie. Three historically three. bad losses, and that's not none of those none. are the worst loss of the season. It's incredible. Here's what I would say, too, about... And this is what I was thinking about with Eberflus. Because I'm... There are... Believe it or not, there are still people who think I'm being too hard on Eberflus. And here's what I would say to them. Like, oh, Sylvie, like, they, they've grown under Eberflus. There are going to be ten... Between eight and ten job openings, correct? This year, it's hard to tell. Okay, but, but what do you think? Eight or eight? seven to nine, oh, okay. something like that. It's seven you're to in nine. That, you're in that whatever there are. There are going to be uh, uh, a lot of job openings. If Matt Eberflus is free this off season as Nobody's a head coach, no. nobody's knocking on his door. So then, why is he your solution? He's not. That's my point. So when everyone says, well, hey, give Eberflus another shot, there wouldn't be another team knocking on Matt Eberflus's door right now if he becomes free to hire him as their head coach. He'll have plenty of phone calls to be somebody's I'm not DC. Asking you that. But he won't I'm get it. I'm not asking you that. I get it. But, but, I, but I, that's not the... That's not, Justin We've already Fields. said to you Justin that nobody's going to get the other call. Hand, Justin Fields on the other hand. Say what you want about him. When he becomes free, he will be a quarterback solution for another team. Yes. Matt Eberflus will not be one person's solution As a head for a coach. head coach. And I wouldn't, if I was an owner, I wouldn't hire Matt Eberflus as a DC. Not when he is blown as the defensive coordinator three games on a historic level. Why would I? If Alan Williams did the same thing, you wouldn't hire Alan Williams. Why does Matt Eberflus get the excuse? 
332-3776. Harding in Charlotte, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Harding? Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? So here's my kind of, I guess, analysis of the Bears situation. I think about at the beginning of the preseason, I think it would be a unanimous opinion that the Chargers had a better roster than the Bears, right? And you have Justin Herbert, who most consider top 10 quarterback, if not top five quarterback, signed to a long-term deal. The results of that situation was no better than what the Bears were. Before he got injured, I think their record was like 5-8, and 5-7, and seven, something of that nature, right? So you think about Justin Fields now, and you say to yourself, if Justin Fields is not as good as Justin Herbert, but the roster around Justin Herbert was better than Justin Fields, where's our realistic expectation of what Justin Fields is supposed to do in that scenario? Because when we keep talking about keeping this first uh, overall pick and taking Caleb Williams, are we now assuming Caleb Williams is going to come into the NFL his rookie season to be better than Justin Herbert? Because the rosters are not equal, right? So if you dump a rookie quarterback into that situation, do we have this assumption that he's going to uplift this team all of a sudden? I don't understand this theory. Like, I feel like Justin Herbert is a prime example of why you have to do something with that first-round pick to continue to build the roster. Now, do I think Poles trades fields? Yes. Do I think Poles takes a quarterback? Yes. Because of the long-term longevity behind a career position there. But... I think Justin Herbert is a glaring example of what a team with elite quarterback play, um, what the results are at 5-8 and eight versus what Justin Fields potentially should have been in the minds of Chicago Bears fans that have never seen a generational talent at quarterback. I'll talk to you guys later. I, I'm, I'm still. I did. Did I? I maybe it's because I just blacked out. And I. And I, <laughs> I. I'm. Explain to me the connection to Justin Herbert. He's saying that the the roster is better for Herbert. So, and if he's not raising the level of what they do, win and loss, they got into the postseason last year, yeah. and their defense completely gagged on a twenty eight point. I don't think Justin Herbert plays defense. No, right? Uh, I mean, didn't they didn't they spit the bit last year defensively in that game against the the Jags? That's what I mean, and I I, 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 I think I, I mean I may be wrong, but in the the playoff game last year they lost thirty one to thirty. So so many excuse making for Justin Fields. He can be good at times. Yeah, is he good enough consistently, and does he raise enough? When and, people and, say is is Caleb Williams going to be better, I think that the. The bar is for many because of the nature of the situation is, can he be as good as Justin? And if your answer to that question is yes, you reset the clock. Right, with finan- and financial situation. It's, right. So, I mean, like, just from the pure, you know, decision-making perspective, whether you like that or not, it's part of the equation. Of course. you got guys to resign. you got to resign. I would resign Jalen Johnson. You're eventually going to have to resign uh, DJ Moore at some point, right? Captain Jay Hood, we're talking about this today. You resign Brisker Tevin Jenkins. And Gordon are going to be up. Remember, yeah. these are four yeah. year. They're in the second year, right? Uh, 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 after next year, you're going to have to resign those guys, right? When Justin Fields would be up for his deal, and you can't be wishy washy about what Justin's future is and pay him. No, I mean, like, look, these are just. All I'm saying is, is these are different elements to the conversation that go beyond 
Really, how do you feel about him as a player? Right. Will is in Dallas here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Will? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Hey, Sylvie, great job with the question with Luce. Uh, great pointed question. Wish we could have got more answers that weren't, weren't um, of a political sense. But um, I had to say it, guys. It's, it's really starting to look like cause we're in year two of this rebuild. And, and the guys truly haven't quit, you know, like they did in San Diego. It, it looks like he's coming back. And, you know, the, the million-dollar question is, what are we going to do with, with Justin? And when you when you think about a lot of the issues on offense, like, like Waddle always says, it's a lot of shared culpability from the, from the offensive play calling, from the line, uh, from the lack of playmakers outside of D.J. Moore and Cole Komet. When, when they have Cole Komet running routes, he's not in line blocking. And really, it just looks like we're going to trade that number one pick, even though I know, I know Sylvia, you, I, I hear what you're saying about bringing in a new quarterback, restarting the clock, because we got a lot of guys coming up for extensions. But the mere fact that we're in year two, it, it, it just looks like everybody's going to come back. And there, We do need a left tackle. People laughed at me when I said that, because I, I, I told people that Braxton was really pretty much a swing tackle. And, and I think yesterday gave evidence to that. And I love Marvin Harrison Jr., but, you know, I love Keon Coleman and, and, and Rome Yudunza as well. If we can, you know, get more draft capital and, and bring in some marquee players that can make marquee impact and, and another tight end, you know, that can stretch the field like Sam LaPorta is doing in, in, in Detroit. And we need another back that can break some runs as well. So, guys, y'all doing a great job. I'm really disappointed because I got sick coming from the game yesterday. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. But, and yeah, and it, and it made it worse with the with the loss because we should have won, and and not just hearing Blues take responsibility and accountability of, you know, the play calling with Justin Jones on the third and fifteen. Terrell Smith should have probably made a pick on that on that touchdown to Amari Cooper, but he's a rookie; he's still learning, you know, to get his depth in that co- cover too. That's not making excuses, but at the end of the day, it's like. Man, every, all these games in a mediocre NFC, we could be eight and six, we could be ten and four, mm. with proper execution and proper coaching. When you really look at the the, the bigger macro level operational side of things, and like you always say as well, uh, Waddle, I do want Justin to take more command and, and be that force multiplier like Montez Sweat is doing. You know, I, I don't want to see one or two flash plays when everything else is not working. I want you to put. And on your shoulders, and I know people yeah. say he has so many different distractions and variables, but you know sometimes you got you got to take it upon yourself and make things happen. Yeah, I mean it's, it's the nature of the position. Well, well it really is. I mean, fair or unfair, that's what the position asks for. It is to make guys around you better, and I think Montez Sweat is a really good example. Guys are better on that defense when he's out there doing what he's doing. I think Will said he felt like it was highly likely that everyone was coming back, right? Yeah, that's right. I think in Vegas, like, the exact opposite would be, I would think, would be the favorite. Yes, yes. The favorite would, I think, in Vegas, if you're laying out predictions and odds, that massive change would probably be on the way. With the quarterback and the coach. The whole thing. Yes, yes. I don't think you can really do one or the other. I mean, people talk about it, but do you really, do you want to get on the right schedule with yes. everybody or do you not do you want to continue to perpetuate this i would this situation and i, I mean, hope kevin warren's done the studies that like our, our listeners talk about about how it's all been done wrong in the past yeah. all right the good the bad the dirty coming up next and uh, aki's a list all of your phone calls on the bears game three three two three seven seven six. 
Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. The good. It's good! Oh my God! The bad. That is so bad, that is absolutely brutal. And the dirty. I'm talking about nasty. Wow, so many stories are running through my head right now. Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. All right, uh, all four of us uh, together. Mallor and Tyler with Waddle and me around uh, the room we go. One thing good, one thing bad, one thing dirty from the weekend. Anything else we may have experienced. By the way, Mallor's the best dressed of the four of us today. Mallor's got a nice dress shirt and a suit sweater. On. Wait till I get my suit on. You have a suit tonight? I do. I'm going uh, to Maurice Longo's uh, holiday party. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, tonight's the night for the holiday party. All right. I, I've got to just change out of the uh, normal hoodie and uh, sweats. I got the uh, suit. What holiday party is it? Uh, for Maurice Longo and Associates. Oh, okay. Injury attorneys. Yeah. Gotcha. They're, uh, they're a great partner for uh, the Bears. And gotcha. uh, yeah, ESPN 1000. Are be... you uh, like the uh, MC for the event? Uh, I think I'm going to be speaking. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, telling everyone that the coach has to go. Or oh, and no. I, I, I I don't know about no, that. No. no, no. I think we're going to have a little fun. Nice. Yeah, have a Tito's dirty martini nice. a little bit later. Yeah, just one though tonight. The voice can't handle a big drinking night. This. This night. Well, if you'd gotten your tea bag that you were requesting, I'm you going probably to have would some be. Tea, yeah. Um, where were we? <laughs> What's your good? My good was to play at Baker Mayfield, oh. who went up to the tundra yesterday and threw for 381 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. A perfect quarterback rating mm. of 158.3 in the Bucks' 34 to 20 decisive victory. Over the Green Bay Packers. Baker Mayfield was perfect. He wasn't good. He was perfect. That um, The Bears-Packers uh, for the uh, playoff spot game really took a shot yesterday. You know I mean, what? the whole league sucks, so maybe it still will be for something. We were talking about that's a Sunday night football game, wasn't it? Weren't we talking about that? Yeah. Now they may change it to Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, boy. How can you go? Can uh, we just play that game on Friday and get it over with? <laughs> just hit the road. Season's quickly. over. Yeah. My, like, how could you uh, go against what Montez Sweat is doing? What, what do they call it? The Tez effect? Tez effect. Yeah. Two and a half sacks. Um, make the multiplier that uh, Ryan Pulse says he is. Montez Sweat has been way, way, way better than I thought he was going to be. I don't know how anyone could say that they expected him to be even this good. Even if you were a fan of the deal and you were like Cap and you were going and you were swearing at Mike Lombardi and (laughs) calling him a jackass. Like, how did you think he would come and have this many sacks this quickly? And he's pressuring and he's, he's just... He's not perfect like Baker Mayfield. No, he's not but, perfect. But, but he's great. Pretty if, close. If this was the great, the bad, the dirty, he's been great. His pressure numbers have been huge, too. Not just the sacks, but the pressure yes. numbers. He plays the run well. And everyone else around him seems to uh, 
look better. Can I also. give you a bonus uh, good, too? Sure. Uh, a shout-out to all of our uh, fans and everyone for coming out to the holiday party on Friday at Bub City. It was great. It was an outstanding uh turnout and we got a lot of compliments on all the live performances on social media all weekend so thank you to you bigger and better than ever and it was another it was a fabulous party and you stayed and had dinner too how was the brisket uh it was great yeah another another great and i had leftovers for saturday that that was my dinner saturday night oh the great venue great venue love it uh, what do you guys got? Who's going here? Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, say that uh, the San Francisco 49ers Oof. continue to be the best team in the NFL. They now have won six in a row after their 45 to 29th thrashing of the Cardinals. They sit atop the NFC conference, so they very well could have home field advantage and the bye. I think as long as they remain healthy, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, another four touchdowns, but... He says, no, 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 don't give him the MVP because Christian McCaffrey is the true MVP of the team. He had three touchdowns as well. The 49ers are rolling. My goods, the Buffalo Bills, they're making a little bit of a run here. They've got back-to-back wins now after beating the Chiefs and the Cowboys. And one of the biggest beneficiaries of Ken Dorsey's firing is James Cook. Oh, he's yeah. been fed the ball, not just on the ground, but also through the air as well. Made a nice catch for a touchdown. Also ran in a touchdown as well. How many rushing yards did they 179 have? 179 for Cook alone. I got to wow. see the, the rest of the team. But, yeah. They, it was they over were, well over 200, wasn't yeah, it? 266 yeah. was the final number there. They, they look like a completely different team. Like where they, they can the run stats, the football What like were the this. stats on Josh Allen? They weren't like 7 really? 15 for 94 yards. Yeah. Not even 100 yards passing. And the Cowboys went back to being frauds. Yeah. Well, they well, just, I mean, speaking of that, they're my bad. Cowboys wow. left the comforts of AT&T Stadium. They played a good team, and they got thumped. That's a bad combination for them, being on the road and playing a good team. They lose 31-10. to 10. They had 195 total yards for a high-powered offense. Hmm. Mm. So the Cowboys were my bad. Uh, my bad is Zach Levine's uh, draft stock, or trade stock. I should say not draft stock, but trade stock. It continues uh, to take a hit. Uh, the Bulls continue to be a fun watch. They split in Miami over the weekend. They blitzed the heat early in the uh, first game of that back-to-back in Miami, and then they held on and they won. And then even when they lost on Jimmy Butler's like game winning shot last second shot what day was that saturday was that saturday night i believe so um they competed like they compete without him nick sent me something too today did he wes goldberg who covers the miami heat tweeted this seems like the bulls guys are very open to being traded somewhere but the rest of the league isn't super open to trading for them what are you going to give up for some of these guys? Oh, especially Zach. Like, who wants to pay that much money for a number three? Right. Like, I, and, again, and a number I, three that doesn't win. Their best player right now is Kobe White. Yeah, yes, he has, and has been. been for about a month. And, and again, three weeks. and you're seeing now Demar too make more of an impact now that Kobe uh, that. Um, uh, Zach's out of the way, and yeah. you don't have to worry about pacifying him with looks and shots. I don't know what he's going to bring you in return in terms of a trade, but the, the, everything. Look, 
it's a it's a more enjoyable watch. So so much more fun. Like it's th- not a hate watch any no, longer. No, no. And and again, they're not going anywhere. But again, at least it's not a hate watch. Baby steps. Yes, Mallor, you're uh, bad. This is going to be a little self indulgent, but I think two out of uh, ten fantasy football players out there can sympathize with this. Is there anything worse than? Having the bye in your fantasy football playoffs and watching your players go crazy the week you can't use them, knowing you're going to get your head caved in next week. Yeah, there had, is. There is. Can oh, I tell you what? I think I know what it is, Not Sylvie. making the playoffs and seeing your guys go crazy. Touche. Good counterpoint. I had Jared Goff, Sam Laporta, Christian McCaffrey, Jalen Waddell all yesterday go crazy. I can't wait to next week when I actually have to play Waddle and Tyler oh. in our fantasy football playoff matchup. We're bringing the wagon in. None of my players are going to score. It's going to be a disaster. Did you guys win your first uh, your opener? Yes, we, we did. did. Who'd you beat? I don't know. I, have, I don't know honestly don't even know who it is. I don't know who it is either. <laughs> oh, oh, well, well, no, who, who do we beat, Mallard? Was it Friends of Sarah Spain? I think uh, it might have been. I don't know. Who do you, I think you guys I played. Have no idea well, who I think you guys, even beat. I think you guys played. Uh, How did Singletary play for us? Pretty good. Devin Singletary. Yeah, he, he racked we up some yards. We had Matt Stafford as our quarterback. You guys right? had a pretty solid day. Yeah. You guys we we navigated the Tyreek Hill That's injury. Right. Tyreek Hill was well, was hurt. Why why is your name what it is? It's Ian and uh, Ryan. Ryan and Ian. Because we're, we're in. We're like, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're building tandem. a franchise. We're building a a. We're GM and assistant GM. A burnt, Burn orange and navy blue Leviathan is what we're doing. They're the Ryan Poles and Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham is who we are. Hey, listen, you don't have to like it. You're out. So you don't even have to think about it. <laughs> we had the same record, but I think you had more points. No, Ian I think and it's Ryan. We beat you. Ian and well, Ryan. Ryan. Regular season. Ian, yeah. and Ryan. Ryan. Ian and Ryan. What was your team? Your team name? Waddle's big ego. Right. Well, I, we did try to change it, though. Mason was not a fan of that. No, he shouldn't be. Yeah, we, we FaceTimed you at it's the beginning shot. of the year. We wanted to change it. Your son has got a uh, he got a better sense of right and wrong than his dad. Well, yeah, he was, he, was, uh, he was not really in the right yesterday with some of the things he was saying about Matt Eberflus. Well, he just is repeating what he no, hears wait, in no. the home. No, no, maybe what he hears on the show, but not, not in the home. Do you ground him if he goes over the the line? Oh, I was not happy with him. He knows that. He he was well, not. What does that mean? I'm not happy with you, but are there any consequences for your actions? He, he did have to go to his room. He yes. did. Yes. He had to go to his room. What, well, listen, like these days, kids, you go to your room, you're playing Xbox, and no, 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 you're on no, your... No, I Like, send me to my room for the love of everything. Good I, sure. I know. I Please, love, send me I to love, my room. I love my room. <laughs> I do, too. I, I love my room. I have a TV in there. I, Nobody bothers me. I, I bring my to, phone in with me. Uh, is that is that an old man thing? Got a toilet I, in the room? I go to the room earlier and earlier yes, at night now. I was in bed at 845 last uh, night. Later. My wife's out of town. I told my kids to clean up the first floor i'm going to bed i didn't fall asleep till 11 though right you just i was watching some show watch about memphis and in in national geographic show about how the the drug running had gotten out of control I, well, have you watched the julia roberts movie I'm yeah not. But not 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 great no not great no, I, I was expecting more. All right, uh, what, did you go, Tyler? Uh, my bad. His team won yesterday, but Kadarius Tony, the interception that he inflicted on Patrick Mahomes on a ball that hit him square in the hands, 
I, it continues to get bad for these Chiefs receivers. But I do think Rashi Rice is all right, but the rest of the crew does not look good. They're not giving Patrick Mahomes much help there. And, and despite all of that, him not getting any help, they're still 9-5 and five and leading the division, right? Yes. So, like, it's been as bad as you could help or, or ask for with the lack of help. And there's still four games above 500. Kids unbelievable. What's your uh, dirty? My bad, is, or my dirty is, is once again, the quarterback situation in the National Football League. Do you realize 12 backups or backups to backups played this weekend, including the first three games of the week, which was the Thursday nighter and the two early games on Saturday? All six quarterbacks that played in those games were backups. Jake Browning played fairly well, though. Yeah, he did. He did. Nick Mullins wasn't terrible, was he? Uh, made a couple of crucial mistakes, but uh, wasn't horrible. He's got a weird look on his face at all times, too, doesn't he? Yes, he's always looks like he's going to poop or something. Yeah, like he's yeah. got a, like, yeah, right? like he's, he's in poop pain. Face. He's got he's, he's looks like he's in pain. Pain or has to go. Like he's constipated, yeah. maybe? Like just angst. He's got <laughs> angst on his face. Not um, ang on his face. He's got angst on his face. Based on the conversation we had with uh, Meller on... Um, Terry Bradshaw earlier. Oh I think he'll get a kick out of my dirty. I I still I don't know how I stumbled on this uh, on Twitter over the weekend as I was scrolling through it. How bad has things gotten for the Pistons and their fan base? How many in a row have they lost now? Like twenty two or yes. something like that. Yes. The, by the way, their last win was against the Bulls. Um, <laughs> the uh, two and twenty four on the season. T- and isn't Monty uh, Williams, Williams their, their coach? coach? Yes, he's their coach. And didn't he sign, like, one of the biggest contracts in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a uh, Reddit thread going around uh, from Pistons fans uh, uh, regarding that if at least five players die on your roster, yes, that if five players die on your roster, that it will force a disaster draft. That I, I, amongst like other players in the this league, is, and this is why social media is useless a lot of times. Actually, that's useful information to no, know. It's not. It's yes, horrible. it is. It, listen, they're just the, getting the information out there. Of that information does not supersede that's the right, awfulness right. Oh, of it. Of course, you would like you would never want that. No, no matter how bad not. your team is, you would never want that to happen. It's just, but it is out. It is out there, and it was making its rounds that this Reddit thread exists that. Pistons Again, Meller's all are, for it. No. The Pistons fans are so broken. <laughs> they're trying to think of ways how they could get back to being somewhat competitive. It's just sports, that, guys. <laughs> Coincidentally, Sylvie, I saw. I think I was. I think a Friday. I think Meller wrote that. No, it was probably after the twenty-second loss in a row. I saw the gift. Like, uh, someone had a screenshot. Who are we even tanking for? But then someone photoshopped Caitlin Clark in a Pistons oh, uniform, yeah. which was excellent. She's great. Oh. Problem is, is, she probably makes more money in college than she would in the WNBA, yeah, right. right? I think I would buy Sky season tickets if the Sky would ever get her. I would. She is fantastic. She's very awesome. My Dirty Gents uh, also happened in the Kansas City game that Tyler referenced Taylor Swift got a little dirty this weekend. First, when Travis Kelsey was at least perceived to be interfered with in the end zone and did not get a flag, we got a visual WTF from Taylor in the suite. And then, probably even more dirty, 
as Travis Kelsey at one point later in the game was limping off the field because he was banged up. The TV cut away to show Taylor Swift in the suite sipping her beer. I I thought that was an interesting reaction when your boyfriend is hurt. You choose to go to the beer and just take a sip. What was your beer of choice? I don't know because you could only see the cup. You know, it was in a, It was from obviously. I would assume the concession stands, but it was amusing to me. And well, I, what, what kind of dots are you trying to connect here? That here's she my had dots. a sip of beer while when her boyfriend while was slipping like off one of the those field? like deep internet Swifties. Yes, right now. I'm, I'm reading body language here. If your boyfriend is going off the field, hurt. Was that's, he on a stretcher? That is not the moment to be sipping Why? from from your uh, cold brew there. No, 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 oh, no. You should, oh my God. You oh, should wow. show some concern. Oh, here's the guy, calling here's the it guy now. that's calling for coffins I'm every now and, it and again. Now. I'm calling it now. Two weeks after the Super Bowl well, is over, dumb. this relationship will oh, be over. No. She was parched. She was having a sip of her beverage. She's playing for the cameras. This relationship will be over once the season is. Within two weeks. Calling calling it now. Killing people and relationships. That's Jeff Miller today. Wrap us up here. Uh, My dirty is from the IUPUI and Lindenwood game on Saturday. Is that Uwe Pui? It is. A LeBron James impersonator came out of the stands in a full heat uniform and tried to check into the game. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. It's good. That's awesome. Dirty. That's awesome. Yeah, that is good. Dirty good. Dirty good. All right, there you go. The good, the bad, the dirty. Uh, your thoughts on on what happened yesterday? Did did yesterday, like the? I'll tell you why this one hurt me the most. Of uh, 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 the most in the last couple of years of Bears games. Uh, we'll get to that coming up next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. I think the reason why yesterday hurt me as a fan more than it some of these other games have is because I started to believe. Like, believe in what? Uh, like a, a, a little bit of a run. That they're going to be able to make a, a dent in something? or Yeah, that the, like that they were going to come home, they were going to win this game, and that they were going to come home, and then they were going to beat the Cardinals, and then they were going to beat the Falcons, who lost to the Panthers, and they were going to at least set up a drama uh, of playing the Packers and bring it full circle from that opening game of when you started the season 0-0 and you opened up against the Packers and you disappointed us all. And now you were going to bring it back to 500 of 8-8. Eight eight. Make amends? And then you, you could have set the table to finish with this long win streak and maybe made the playoffs. Like, at least you were playing for something. And it, it was all working out. Like, you had a 10-point lead. You were dominating that game. The defense... Uh, was showing its teeth. Um, you know then, what the turning point? I mean, well, there was, I mean, can't identify one thing. When Taylor fumbled that punt, like, but they got it right back. No, I know. But when when he fumbled that punt, like that was one. Like I kind of felt like, oh no, because prior to that, I didn't feel really, oh no. 
I, and then they got the ball back, and then everything felt better again. But when they when they hit the big play to set up the field goal and cut it to seven, that, I think that's when I sent to you. What if they blow this dot dot dot? And you said it would be impossible for them to lose this game. Yeah. Um, what that, was their win percentage on that game? Like I think it was at the highest. It wasn't quite as high as the others. I think it was ninety one point five. I think someone um, put out the math of the possibility of them losing all three games. It was point zero 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 three percent. Astronomical odds for well, them to lose of those. those of the games. Like this one was on the road, but the other two, Russell Wilson was the quarterback in one of them. And say whatever you want about Russ, but he's won a Super Bowl and played in another one. Jared Goff was the quarterback of the other game. They were at home, where he's much more dangerous. This game was like, I got four backup offensive linemen playing for the Browns, and to this point, you've taken the ball away from Joe Flacco three times. Like, how in the world are you going to cough this one up? I know, but the other games, you had a three-touchdown lead. Uh, the other one was a two-touchdown lead with under four minutes to play. I know. This one just felt, because of the circumstances, like... I didn't envision an, a scenario where they were going to let Joe Flacco throw for 212 yards in the fourth quarter. They dominated defensively until that fourth quarter. Fourth 212 quarter. yards of passing. Mm-hmm. Did you see Weederer's stat? Like, again, these are just anomalies. So share it with us uh, coming up next. And then uh, did that hurt you guys as much? Like, it, it bothered me because I was at least, like, again, I, I, I never, my goal is never to go 8-8 eight eight into the last game of the year. But... Considering where they came from, I was starting to say this could be fun. And that's why it really, really bugged the hell out of me. Three three two three seven seven six.